2: the the history of the coup is one that has always been interesting to me and i never knew obviously just like a lot of stuff i never knew as much about the depth of it or all the real stories but um he has had to fight much harder than most artists um just in the way that the labels have dealt with him uh, he's just had real crappy luck in his early in career and it's so dope for me to now see him doing better than ever because he stuck with it and, and it was not easy. I mean, everything that could have happened to basically be like boots, just stop making, stop making music. This is not working for you. And he was just like, I, you know, screw you. I can't, this is what I, I want to do. It's what I feel I'm called to do and I do it. But I think really what happened was he, um, with breathing apparatus after uh, genocide and juice, basically the label started uh, being at Wild Pitch and EMI were kind of uh, in, in having all these kind of issues with the distribu- distribution. And it was affecting the way that his group was being promoted and money that was coming to him and things like that. And, I mean, it, it's very difficult to keep fighting and fighting and fighting when people are just pushing you around and, and, and it doesn't seem to be working and sometimes you are you just say I can, okay, so is this the the universe trying to tell me that I just need to maybe do something else and I honestly think he's just worn down and he said, I've tried so damn hard and I'm trying to do something important and I think it's important but, you know uh, everyone just seems to be kind of putting up all these roadblocks, so he had he was able to fall back because he was a, a community activist and organizer that he said you know what, maybe maybe I'll just clear my head and, and I, he didn't say that at the time he said forget it I'm done you know I walked away from it in the process as he walked away from it uh, E-Rock from the group was like well I I gotta take a job Like they, they offered me this really dope job and so I'm gonna take it and so then all of a sudden his second MC was gone Um and so, so it basically ended up being a hiatus. But uh, he was just basically very frustrated. And I don't blame him, to be honest with you. Then they came back, put out, steal this album. Then he had all these other issues with uh, Dog Day, with the label that they put it out on. And then it was like, oh, my God. Now we, so I come out of retirement, and here we, are, here we go again. And then they did party music, which you probably remember had the original cover was the World Train Setter uh, being blown up clearly the worst luck of all time then that happened you know so he's just constantly had to remain positive and try and do his thing because keep in mind too he also had a live group that he was touring with at that point and had to keep them on the road so I and, and Boots has never gone the easy way And that's kind of why I think his fans appreciate it because he's the least sellout artist there is in in the music industry, and that's kind of beautiful that he's figured out a way after so many years of making a living now he has a great label behind him who's still an indie but you know very supportive and he's touring and making really different kind of music uh, that still makes sense and so i you know he's one of my favorite success stories because there are a lot of people who would have just thrown in the towel 10 15 years ago and he just kept at it and it's it's worked and he came out the other end and he's doing great now so